there, and welcome to the Animag Podcast. Hey, what is up, everybody, and welcome back to Animag, the number one podcast on iTunes, and I don't actually think we're on iTunes anymore, but what is up? I'm your host, Asylum, sitting here with... Thomas. And boy, oh boy, we have conflicting opinions on this week's episode, episode five. Loved it. I'm not going to say that I hated it, I just don't feel like it was all that. I feel like it was just a filler. The only thing that I have to say is that I don't see Sumi as... As like a rent a girlfriend i see her as like a little sister yeah she's gonna really have to work hard to wind up sliding into that role of someone that i consider to be a top tier rent a girlfriend but she was so cute okay i wouldn't go that far she, they made her look dumb in this episode no that's that why was, i didn't it like was it so cute because let's be honest, about 80% of this episode is a date between Kazuya and Sumi. And during this date, she literally says all of like maybe three words. You can't forget about that 1%. It's just so dumb though. I understand she's shy, but in a logical standpoint, if you're that shy where you're only going to say three words for essentially what is an entire episode, maybe being a rental girlfriend is not the job for you. Maybe so, but she was so cute. <laughs> I feel like you're just thinking with your dick here, man. No. <laughs> and like I said, I don't hate her. I feel like she does have potential to become a pretty powerful player in the show, but they're going to have yes. to do her up. Well, they did better with her than in season one. True. It's the no talking thing, honestly, that got me. I understand the point of the date. We can get into that. And I understand, you know, she looks up to Chizuru. She wants to be like Chizuru, but these early stages of her being a rental girlfriend are super cringe to me. It's better than what she did in season one. <laughs> Except for that, like, whenever mommy... <laughs> Dude, my problem, I've literally been confusing Sumi with the girl from Masamune Kun's Revenge. The whole time I kept thinking that it was Kazuya and Sumi that had that moment in the bedroom. <laughs> and that's from a whole different fucking show. <laughs> So now I'm looking at this a little bit differently. <laughs> as soon as you told me that I was thinking of Masamune Kuns, I'm like, oh shit, my whole perspective on Sumi changed a little bit. <laughs> I feel dumb. <laughs> yeah, you didn't do shit to her. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> are you talking about Ruka? <laughs> So, diving in, just like we said, this episode leaves off basically right where the last episode did. Except, it's in the time frame of three days after the sleepover. And Kazuya's in his apartment. It's a fucking disaster, okay? He's got trash everywhere. Mm -hmm. He still kind of looks like shit. He's probably still conflicted about this sleepover. Who wouldn't be? So, he starts to, like, clean up, and he's getting some trash bags together, and he goes to head outside to throw them away, and who does he run into? He almost bopped her with the door <laughs> <laughs> oh true because he opens his door and she's literally like walking right past it old chizuru and she's on her way to throw some trash out also and they greet each other but he notices she's being a little strange kind of distant as she's walking past him he starts to daydream a little bit he's looking at her ass and he's like man she's in her most natural form here and even without makeup and not being done up she's still a 10 out of 10 which i thought was funny because he didn't say this about ruka when ruka was in his apartment all natural no makeup and literally ready to fuck his brains out he was just like Ugh. <laughs> for this part i was just thinking about dragon ball z <laughs> what about it this isn't even my final form <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely not chizuru's final form <laughs> 
And I, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, there's a shower scene in this episode, boys and girls. The one we've all been waiting for. Back to back. Yeah, shower back to back. Scene. That's crazy. I feel like Rena Girlfriend's starting to get a little risque. So, mommy. Do we, mommy. Oh, yeah. Where's the mommy shower scene? Next. Mommy next. <laughs> Dude, what if it's in the next episode? Three back to back. Yeah, mommy runs into them. Oh, amazing. Oh, <laughs> so, they get down to the dumpsters, and he mentions that he's probably going to be renting her next week. And Shizuru hits him with the old classic, Is Ruka okay with that? Kind of letting him know that she heard everything from the sleep overnight. He freaks out about this. He's like, She knows, she knows. And then, boom, intro roll. So basically, they're just standing at the dumpster after intro roll, and Kazuya's trying to convince Chizuru that he didn't invite Ruka over to sleep. He's trying to explain that she just went over to cook a curry for him, and he had no idea that a big Category 5 typhoon was hitting. And my question is, do none of these fucking people watch the news? Probably none. Fucking Category 5 typhoons don't just happen out of nowhere. They track that shit on the news. You know that it's going to be coming. I think the only one that was watching was Ruka. Yeah, exactly. It had to be just Ruka because I'm going to stand by my word and say that she planned that entire thing. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about the opening of Rent a Girl for Now? I'm starting to like it. It's I like it. It's not better. It's starting to grow. It's starting to grow. I'm going to say that it's not better than season one's opening, but it's enough oh, to where definitely. I do like it. I don't like the outro at all. Yeah. Me coming, I'm just not vibing with it, man. It's not the same as Orange. No, Orange has a good one. Also, for if you want to listen just to kind of trail off of her and a girlfriend for a second, if you want a fire anime opening, season one, Classroom of the Elite, that song kicks ass. I'm very sad that they changed it for season two. It definitely doesn't hold up to the first one. But I don't want to get into it because I'm just going to ramble. It made me mad. So I'm <laughs> sorry, but I'm going to have to cut you there and say Bungle Stray Dogs season two. Opening Bungle one. Stray Dogs? Yes. It's I haven't like even detective. heard of it. Anime. It's pretty damn good. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. The more it goes, the more I've been getting into like good anime openings, man. It was the Classroom of the Elite season one that put me on. Season two is like the best opening. What was it called? Bungo Stray Dogs. Bungo Stray Dogs. I'm going to put it in my watch list. And season four is coming out. I'll check it out. I'm going to start watching, Not again, not to trail off. I want to start watching Fate, but that's a whole different ballpark. Oh my God, yes. I was looking it up at work. There's so many seasons and I'm just trying to find like the proper way to watch them. Oh my fuck dude i think they have a, a timeline there is you could watch them in chronological order but i found the website that was saying like this is the story line of how you should watch it for the story to be in order so okay I'll have to check that out. But anyway... So back, back to run a girlfriend. <laughs> Kazuya explains how he couldn't put Ruka out in a storm like that. He's like, I'm a nice guy. And Shizuru just looks at him straight up and she's like, liar. <laughs> she tells Kazuya that there's no need to be lying anyways. Because after all, she's just a rental girlfriend for him. She's kind of playing the pity party right here. I'm not going to lie. Saying how she's sorry for making Kazuya worry about her. Which I assume was her talking about their big conversation they had on the front balconies in the last episode you know where she was saying how her only goal was to have her grandma see her on the silver screen and how she lost her family i'm assuming that that's what she's referring to and she also mentions that she goes i'm the one who told you to go out with 
with Ruka in the first place. She's a hottie. Then she says that Kazuya should, however, start drawing some lines. So I'm guessing that, like, she's telling him he needs to figure out what the fuck he wants. You know? She's trying to kind of give him the old, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. That's, that's how I took it. Yeah, you you can't be like, oh, you want me? Oh, no, you want Ruka. Oh, exactly. No. Because if you think about it, this motherfucker is dating Ruka, but he's literally, every time he talks to Chizuru, he's like, no, I'm not dating her, but he's lying. That's sleazy in my book. It's really starting to make me hate Kazuya. Kazuya becoming the goblin? Oh, I shit. doubt it, dude. He's still a virgin. The goblin... The goblin hasn't been a virgin for years. (laughs) That's so fucking pathetic. (laughs) (laughs) This part was interesting to me. We see Chizuru in her house and she's practicing some lines. These lines will come back into play later in the episode. She's getting ready for a play. But while she's doing this, she's thinking in her head about Ruka being over at Kazuya's, and she's thinking about the stuff she heard Ruka saying by the door the next morning after the storm when Ruka was going to leave, and it's clearly getting to her because she takes a moment and she pats her face with both of her hands, and she's like, focus, focus. Is Chizuru getting a little jealous? I think so. Dude, this is so exciting. That's the CD I want to see for Chizuru. I want to see her break out of her shell and start showing signs of jealousy. Probably won't see that until season three. I think so. I think they're just kind of going to tease it in season mm-hmm. two right here. And then season three, we might get full emotion from Chizuru. Because we're on episode five here. That's, in my book, midway, you know? Yeah. And I well, feel like not much has happened in this season so far. I think they're just trying to introduce each girl and then, bam, next episode, we're going to get some, probably. I don't know why it would be a character introductory season when, you know, we had that in season one. They only really have to introduce us to this new character. Well, they got to bring back the characters. Like, uh... Uh, episode one was a recap with it was like a half recap or Kazuya. episode two was chizuru oh i see what you're saying yeah so we might get like the back end of the season might have some action and it'll get us yeah. waiting for season th- oh fuck me i hate that <laughs> <laughs> So cut to Kazuya, next door in his house, right? Pacing the fucking floors, trying to figure out how he can get Chizuru to listen to him so he can explain the situation. So he devises a plan to hire Chizuru. That way she'll be forced to sit down and indulge with him. So upon going to rent her on the app, he notices that her birthday is the same week. So this throws him into a small tizzy. He starts wondering what he should get her as a gift and remembers that he still owes her for when she got him the phone case. This too will kind of come back later in the episode the phone case situation. I want to point out that I think the creators of Rent-A-Girlfriend have probably been listening to the Animag podcast, okay? Oh my god. And I'm gonna say this because we come in and we do official Animag podcast advice, right? From time to time. (laughs) And it's been proven to be one of our more popular segments here on this show. (laughs) Now, all of a sudden, we get this bullshit where we see Chizuru break in with a Mizaharo memo. The fuck is that? Are they trying to cop our style? I am not okay with this. And we had two Mizuhara memos in this episode. Basically, her memo was just saying that the hardest gift to pick is for someone that you have an unclear relationship with. Obviously, I think that it's just like towards her and Kazuya. It also points to the current scene we're seeing where he was having a hard time trying to figure out what to get her. You know, I think that that little tizzy, the Mizuhara memo was just to say like he's having this hard of a time because we have an unclear relationship. Again, kind of giving us some feedback from Chizuru, which is kind of nice. Then it hits him. He winds up hiring Sumi 
as a Rena girlfriend for the day because Sumi would know what to get Chizuru, seeing as they're both kind of getting along at the moment. Yeah. We, we do see something here. I remember in the first episode after the play when Kazuya was screaming at Chizuru about how good the play was. Yes. We see here that Sumi was actually in the area when this was happening and she saw all of it unfold. She just wound up hiding behind like a little ledge and they didn't see her. So I'm hoping we get a little bit more of a broader story to that than just this, just knowing she was in the area. I want I want her to like tell them or something or maybe she tells Kazuya like, dude, you're fucking crazy. You Get over Chizuru. Get with me. Oh God. <laughs> well, because in this episode, it's obvious that Sumi has feelings for Kazuya. Yes. We see that in the back end of it. So it's like maybe this ledge thing will come back into play. I don't know. I hope. I hope they're not just going to fucking give us blue balls with that. <laughs> they're kind of like what they did with season one. Pretty much. So this entire date that Kazuya goes on with Sumi is, like I said, majority of this episode. And it can be summed down to a decently short explanation. He waits till the end of the day to ask about what he should get Chizuru because he does not want to be rude, obviously. So throughout the day, he treats it like a regular date. Sumi literally says nothing, which I told you that I hated. <laughs> she has a cute mom. It's She's cute, sure, but this is half of your fucking episode, man. She I can't say care. three she words. Oh, Thomas. Okay, official Animag advice. Never think with your dick, boys. Think with that big old brain in your head. I was thinking with my brain. <laughs> no way, dude. Like, I understand that it's her character and it's her character's nature, but still, like, when she gives Kazuya the hat in the store and he's like, oh, does this look good? She doesn't say anything at first. She just claps and she's like, makes a weird noise. And then she half asses like, you look cool. Like, how hard is it just to be like, yeah, you look great. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> But she is trying at this rental girlfriend job. You know, that is apparent that she is forcing herself to do this, which is nice because it gives me the notion that she's going to come through. Hopefully, maybe not this season, but in the next couple of seasons, if we get them, she's going to come through and be a big player. I think I just hate that they made her seem like someone who didn't have the ability to talk versus someone who was just shy. They made her seem like she was a mute and I don't like that. <laughs> okay. I'd rather sue me over Ruka. Uh, yeah, true. But Ruka's down to fuck, so you gotta give her props for that. Uh, out of all of these know. girls. You well, might never know. That's true. Sumi might have a freaky side. <laughs> Sumi might actually be down. We don't fucking know. So finally, the time comes for Kazuya to ask Sumi about gift ideas. And she's mentioning a couple of things. Obviously not with her mouth. She's not using words, of course. So she's like typing on her phone and then showing the text to Kazuya. Neither of the gift ideas that she suggested seem to work out. And then she grabs his arm and she drags him to the roof of the building that they're in. On the roof, a play was taking place. They called it a hero show. <laughs> what was the fucking thing called? Rent a hero? Rent a rangers. <laughs> Rental rangers, bro. This is the most knockoff Power Ranger shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Let me put you in the rental lock. <laughs> So they're kind of like watching this play go down for a little bit and Kazuya notices that the pink hero is actually Chizuru. The show also lets us as the viewer hear the lines that Chizuru was practicing earlier in the episode at her house. So this is kind of their way to say like, you the viewers, now you know that this is Chizuru. So I thought that that was cool. I'm still not really sure what was supposed to be the point that Sumi was trying to make by bringing Kazuya to see the play. And she does type in her phone at the end of the date that a present isn't a 
thing, it's a feeling. And she says that she would be happy with anything if it got his feelings across. So I'm just still confused as to why she took him see the play. Probably to see uh, Chizuru perform. Like she knew Chizuru was going to be there. I get that. I just feel like she was trying to portray a message to him. Obviously the message of like, you know, a present isn't a thing, it's a feeling. But taking him to see the play just for, for me is just not clear. Like, bitch, what do I get her? <laughs> this is after the date. She's looking at the pics that her and Kazuya took together while on the rental date. They went like a little picture booth. She thinks about him screaming at Chizuru, you know, uh, when he was telling her how great the play was and shit. And it, and it makes her sad. I'm guessing because she wants Kazuya to be invested in her in that same way. And as Kazuya's going to walk away, we see an arm grab his. And it's Sumi. And literally, here's her second word of the fucking 80% of a scene. She's like, wait. <laughs> and then completely freezes the fuck up. Just completely so, freezes up. So and cute. not that cute, man. <laughs> After some time, like she's just frozen, takes like fucking two minutes. She's like, um, when's your birthday? So he tells her that it's June 1st. And then she just kind of runs across the street and waves to him. <laughs> Then she goes around the corner of a dark building, which is kind of sketch. She adds his birthday into her Google calendars and she like hugs her phone. She definitely has feelings for this guy. Yes. 100%. So back at the apartments, now that we're getting, you know, that's the date scene. The date scene's over. Now we're on the, uh oh, we're uh-oh. on the back end of the <laughs> fucking show here. Okay. Back at the apartments, Chizuru is home from her day and she gets a text from the girl that we saw in the first place that got scouted. And the text was saying how, you know, saying happy birthday and how she would love to do another play with Chizuru. <laughs> Her face literally portrayed the fact that she wanted to say something rude. You know, she wanted to tell this bitch off and she kind of like shook it off. She went into professional mode. She's like, oh yeah, I'd love to do a play too. I kind of wish she would have just been like, nah, bitch. <laughs> and she was on the phone at the beginning of the scene also, I thought was kind of important to point out because she mentions that she was exhausted. Here we go, baby. We finally get the Cheezeru shower scene. Oh my god, I know this guy fucking paused it, screenshot, has his has his wallpaper or Look, backdrop. I'm not saying that I did or I didn't, but what I will say, if you want a Cheezeru shower scene wallpaper, head on over to Wallpaper Engine and search it up. <laughs> oh my god, you did not. Because I may have you uploaded did. it for everybody. <laughs> You did. (laughs) She takes a shower. She opens the door to her balcony to get some fresh air. And she notices that there's a gift on it. There's like a wall that separates their balcony. If you've been watching the show, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And the gift is on her side, just kind of up against the wall. And I told you this a while ago at work, but something that I noticed is like, she's trying to make sure that it was Kaziar. Maybe she went look to see if he was in his apartment or had his door open. Well, she leans over the railing and across the wall, she just looks right at his door. Okay, no problem. She does this with ease and she was by herself. But in the last episode, as she was trying to do the exact same thing to look at her door from Kazuya's side, she was hanging over the rail. Kazuya was grabbing her ass and she's like, grab my waist. And then she falls and he's on top of her. Was all this just acting? Did she lean over that rail because she knew Kazuya would look at her ass and she knew he would like grab her to try to save her from falling over? She's just working on her acting. That's it. Dude, I oh. think she did that on purpose 
so he would touch her because like she did it from her side with ease bro and she wasn't even over the railing she just like poked her head around the wall again this could be classic me and i could just be reading too deep into it or maybe the the writers of the show or the the designers just didn't maybe they don't think as deep as i do because if it's that hard to see her door from Kazuya's side it should be equally as hard to see his door from her side right that makes sense Mm -hmm. so either i'm looking too deep into it or the designers fucked up so she takes the little bag for the gift that he gave her the letter in the gift says how she's always helping him out and that you know she gave him a phone case and she's like uh the phone case was just a simple apology (laughs) the letter says how he knows she's tired from all the work that she does so this gift will help her recover her energy she opens it and it's some fucking pickle plums like what a terrible gift first of all yeah i do understand the notion you know sumi said a a gift isn't a thing but it's more of a feeling so him understanding that she's super busy and needs energy i get you know the thought is there but pickle plums really get her a red bull or something god you want her to stay up (laughs) yes then they can finally fuck in his like the ps section of the letter it says that he has nothing going on with ruka he's like i promise i got nothing going on with ruka she eats a plum you know and she's like oh sour and she puts a little seed in the box and she kind of seems happy right here she stands up and she's like "Mm, i'm gonna make some food and then boom credit roll i don't know man is this the only gift that she got for her birthday yeah she doesn't have no friends i guess that's true i mean maybe that's why she was happy i'm just assuming she was happy with the pickle plums and like after the credit roll we don't really get much on this one it was just kazuya freaking out wondering if she got the gift by now it's like dude all you gotta do is go over your balcony and fucking look on the teaser for the next episode this one kind of got me excited we get another mizuharu memo right here which is where the second one comes into play and like for the teaser it's basically kazuya and chizuru still talking about gifts and he mentions how he wants to give her his long defended v which he means his virginity card (laughs) and the title of the next episode is alcohol and girlfriend oh god so kazuya if you need need to get her drunk in order to smash hey my boy. Hey, and that's on official Annie Mag advice. If you gotta get her drunk to smash, you don't need to be smashing. Yay Zay. You gotta be able to make that shit happen naturally and let it flow. And quite honestly, it's not natural with Ruka. She's forcing it. It's not gonna be natural with Chizuru because he's forcing it. It'll probably be the most natural with Sumi, and I hate to say that. And that's the episode, boys and girls, for this week. Kind of filler in my book. I mean, we got a couple of things, but to me, it was a filler episode. To me, I loved it. I'm gonna put this one at a six. Ooh, his first six, boys. Yeah. And I'm gonna put it at a seven. Seven. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I would probably have it at a seven if Sumi would have did more talking. That really really hurt this episode that much for me. Could have been an eight if she didn't feel like uh, Little Sister vibes. (laughs) Creepy. I'm wondering for this show in particular, for season two of Run a Girlfriend, when are things gonna start popping off? We're five episodes. Dude, we are five episodes in, and like I said, I feel like nothing has happened. (laughs) we did get two shower scenes i'm grateful for that i'm not saying i'm not (laughs) but i want some action bro i want some fucking story plot to start happening i want to see him tell ruka to go fuck herself and kick her out the show i want to see sumi say hey let me come sleep over 
God damn. <laughs> I need shit to start happening, bro. I'm sitting here bragging about Rent a Girlfriend, right? Oh, my favorite series. And all the while, I'm watching other shit that's airing right now that's just like blowing this season of Rent a Girlfriend out the water. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like fucking Children of the Night. Fucking season two of Classroom of the Elite. Fucking Engage Kiss. Like right now, Engage Kiss is probably the highest on my list. That show is really good. And got- all of y'all Animag fans in the comments section hey on on last week's episode y'all went off in the comments we were literally reading that at work dying we got we hate kazuya clans we got we hate ruka clans growing at jacks 176 you need to you need the touch of a woman you need the touch of a woman (laughs) that man said i don't know what i would do you need the touch of a woman What? We got some mommy haters. <laughs> we got. <laughs> I love it, bro. I love to see it. Keep that shit coming, y'all. Don't think that we don't read these comments. Yes, yeah, so and next podcast, we're actually read y'all comments in the podcast. You know, I thought maybe just the comment section was just not a hot thing, which is fine. Like, so long as people are listening to the podcast, it's you're listening to what we're putting out. But when y'all come in and engage like that, that makes us want to fucking go ham on this mic. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Except for all y'all fucking mommy haters. Hey. We need that. And you know who we don't have? Chizuru haters, and I love that. Chizuru. <laughs> Everybody knows who the queen is. And I'm not, thought, look, I'm just saying. The League of Legends was your queen. Yeah, Jinx. I think Jinx would probably be. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chizuru. <laughs> I just didn't want to say it on this podcast because, it's you know, this is about it's about Rent a Girlfriend. Yeah, but if we want to get into the nitty gritty, it is Jinx. And honestly, I said that I wanted to take a break from reviewing after Rent a Girlfriend. Dude, we could do Arcane. Arcane's a really good show. Oh, God. And it's, it's one Netflix? season. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Oh, God. I don't have Netflix. Come on, man. Worth it. I'm telling you right now, worth it. That show, without sitting and reviewing each episode with you, if I had to just rate it right now, 9 out of 10. Damn. Yeah, and, and that's without me re-watching it. I could bump it up to a 10 out of 10. That show was that good. And no, it's not just because I have a crush on Jinx. I think it is. <laughs> so that's going to be the episode for this week. Boys and girls, we hope you enjoyed. We hope to see you down in that comment section below. Below. And until next time, take it easy and so long, everybody. Sayonara. Thank you for listening. Be sure to visit our website at www.animag.org. See you next time. <laughs>